Welcome to another episode of Transform Yourself, the podcast that's all about empowering you to shed those stubborn pounds and embrace your best selves. We are your hosts, Casey and Tyler, and we use the four M's of fitness, mind shift, mill shift, micro habits, and muscle building to create attainable and sustainable approach to weight loss. We have lost a collective 130 pounds. We've kept it off for two years. And today we are taking a deep dive into meal planning. We're going to talk about the importance of meal planning. We're going to talk about the benefits of meal planning, tips on how to get started with meal planning, and different types of meal planning based on your lifestyle. So let's go. Let's go. Let's get started. First, let me say that meal planning is a skill. It is an acquired skill. It is a skill that you have to practice at and get better at. It is not something that I was naturally good at. I think everybody who starts a meal planning process is probably kind of bad at it at first, and then you just get better at it as you go. It's a skill, but it's not rocket science. Correct. Yeah. It's it's attainable. If you're listening, if you have a heartbeat, dare I say, you can meal plan. <laughs> it's true. Anyone could meal plan. This is true. It's something that just like anything else, you're going to get so much better at when you just start, just get started, get into it. It might take you three hours to five hours, might take you half a day the first time you do it, but that's okay. It's going to get easier. It's going to get better. It's going to become more natural, just like any other skill that you learn. And you can start small. So let's first back up and talk about why meal planning is important. Why should we even meal plan in the first place? The first reason is it's going to help you eat healthier. When you have... When you, you set ha- yourself up for success. Yeah. You have good, healthy food ready. You're more likely to eat it. That's it. I mean, that's, 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 that's all it is. You're hungry and your options are, well, I could scramble a couple eggs... Or I could have an Oreo. Right. I mean... The Oreo is a lot easier. (laughs) Unhealthy choices are made because of the convenience of unhealthy choices. That's literally why they're called convenience stores, because they're full of convenience foods and items. Right. And there's not a single healthy food in convenience stores. I I take that back. There are healthy foods, but you you have to look for them. Like when I go in a convenience store, it's literally like, I think... What I mean, is what, it what is have? what what is what is a healthy food at a convenience store like pork rinds? Maybe a cheese stick, maybe. Maybe but if you can find a maybe stick. right. It might Depends. be if healthy. You, I don't. Do other states have bougie gas stations like we do? I here? mean, we do have we do have some fairly bougie gas stations in Texas. Sometimes we could I can go into a, a Bucky's and they have some really great healthy choices like turkey jerky and grapes and but we should if you're going to talk about it we should talk about the typical gross valero (laughs) you go in there and you look even in the protein bar aisle it's pretty sparse and pretty awful well and protein bars are not they're glorified candy bars especially what you're going to get at a gas station they're not going to have the premium good stuff they're going to have yeah they're going to have candy bars that are rebranded and says with protein It's true. Back to meal planning. When you meal plan, you make healthy food convenient. And that's the entire point is to make everything grab and go in your own kitchen or even in your office. You, you know, have a little mini fridge in your office and make it grab and go and easy to choose so that you're not tempted to order takeout with your cube friend, Beth, who wants to order Chinese for the third time that week, orange chicken. I do love some orange chicken, but not the best healthy choice when you're working towards body composition goals. So we want to make healthy eating easy. 
We want to make it accessible. When you make it convenient, you're more likely to choose it more often. It saves you time. So meal planning saves time. And you know, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, no, it doesn't. I have to spend half a day on Sunday meal planning. That is true if you are new to meal planning. But if you're not new to it, you've been doing it for a while, I would say, how long does it, do you think it takes us? to do meal planning on Sundays? Well, first off, it doesn't take us that long. My, <laughs> my involvement is smoking meat, generally speaking. I mean, speaking. but that's involvement. It is involved. So you, you smoke commi- meat. I'm committed. You're involved. That's, there's a difference. <laughs> that, okay. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm kind of messing that up. But but yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's about saving time. And let's just say, for argument's sake, it takes the exact amount of time, the same amount of time. Well, would you rather- What takes the same amount of time? Meal prepping on Sunday or meal prepping whatever day versus making all the meals individually throughout the week. Let's just say it takes the exact same. Would you rather do that all at once? Or try to scramble and do that on a weekday when you've got a million other things going on. Right. That's true. But that's not even the case. It's actually going to take you a lot less time on the weekend. And you can think through it and be thoughtful and mindful about what you're actually going to eat. Well, the reason is because you're not standing in front of the refrigerator or your pantry trying to figure out what you're going to whip up when you've meal planned on Sunday. Doing that whole... I mean, I can tell you right now, on a Tuesday evening... When the girls have to go to gymnastics and we have this and that plan, I don't want to stand in front of my pantry and have to make a decision at the end of the day when I have decision fatigue on what I am making. I want to have readily available food cooked or chopped or washed in the refrigerator, ready to go. So all I have to do is assemble a meal. I say it all the time. I like to assemble my weeknight meals. I don't like to cook my weeknight meals. Let's stop for a second and get into what do we actually do when we meal plan. And Shocker, it's not that exciting. It's really not exciting. (laughs) It's pretty boring. Pretty much every single week or weekend, we choose about two proteins that are fresh proteins. And chicken is kind of a staple in our house. We always choose chicken, and it might be chicken thighs and chicken breasts. And that might be one of our proteins. Then another protein might just be 96% lean ground beef. You go outside and smoke the chicken. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, I'm inside and I cook the ground beef. And I kind of make it boring. I cook the ground beef with salt and pepper and maybe some garlic powder because I feel like garlic goes with everything, no matter what cuisine you're trying to have. But (laughs) I cook it fairly boring. I put it into a glass container and store it in the fridge. Meanwhile, I'm also making a giant pot of rice. I might be making veggie hash with my little veggie chopper, washing grapes, boiling eggs. So all of these things are kind of simultaneously happening. It's happening. It's one big cook day, or it might take me, I would say it takes me about an hour to maybe an hour and a half to do all of this, get it done, get it in the refrigerator. Meanwhile, I'm also making lunches for our kids for the week. It takes done. That's it. I would say it takes an hour and a half on the long side. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. Typically, it takes me about an hour to do all of that. There you go. We put it in the refrigerator. And then when I open the refrigerator on a Monday or a Tuesday, we have cooked chicken breast, cooked chicken thigh, cooked ground beef. We have all the veggie hash. We have spring mix. We have tomatoes, grape tomatoes. These are all the things that we typically keep in our refrigerator, rice that's already cooked. 
I don't have to... You could. We keep everything as components. Right. I don't have to think about what am I... Well, I do have to think about what I'm going to make. I do have to think which combination of you know, food am I going to put together tonight? And it might be putting together the rice and some veggie hash. By the way, veggie hash, I keep using that word and you may not know what that means. <laughs> On my website, I have at thecaloriedeficitqueen.com under recipe of the week, scroll to the bottom, you'll see my veggie hash recipe. It's basically an onion, two zucchinis, two yellow squash, um, and I think bell pepper is in there. And I chop them up nice and tiny and put them in a container. And that's kind of my veggie hash. And I put it with, it goes everything. With, I, it goes with You've, everything. I've seen you cook it with eggs. I've seen you cook it with every kind of protein there. You can put it is. in a salad. You can put, yeah. That's what I mean by veggie hash. Unfortunately, there's a lot of zucchini and squash. I like zucchini and squash. I know you there's, are a hater. It's fine. It's, it brings nothing. It does. It's it not, bring, it's you know imp- what it brings to the table? Uh, volume. Yes. Right? That's exactly it. It brings... <laughs> That's what it brings. <laughs> so my husband's not a fan of squash. Of I like my food to have flavor. <laughs> you can add flavor to it. So we have the components. I can also tell you that there's bread components that I consistently... I consistently keep bread components in if you the follow pantry. Her on, yeah, if you follow... If they follow you on Instagram, they probably know what they are. It's... List them out. Okay, sorry. I just had like a 45-second sneezing and coughing fit. So anyways, the carbs that you keep. The carbs, that, the carbs the, we keep. The, um, the low-carb tortillas. Yes. And you, the Joseph Peter apps. Yes. Usually some kind of like a, like today I saw there was like a, a low-calorie bread. Like yeah. A, like sliced bread. Correct. What else? I think that's it. Corn tortillas, flour tortillas, low-calorie bread and rice that pretty much sums it up for the types of carbs that we keep that are consistent in our house. With all of that, we can easily put together a quick meal. And I even keep not just the veggie hash, but when I go to the grocery store, I choose other vegetables like green beans, fresh green beans, or the pre-cut broccoli. I love it because, you know, most most grocery stores now you can buy your vegetables pre-cut. You don't have to do that extra step. I love it. I can throw green beans in the air fryer. Uh, meanwhile, I can reheat some chicken, reheat some rice, put it all together. Wham, there's a meal. Or grab a tortilla, put some cheese in the tortilla with the beef, put it in a pan. Ooh, I made a quesadilla. Mm-hmm. Or grab the spring mix and the grape tomatoes that I have in the fridge. Dice up some chicken, air fry some corn tortillas in strips. Wham, I have a low-calorie taco salad. Well, my favorite are like the chipotle bowls we kind of make sometimes. Yeah, burrito bowls. Easy. All of those components I listed, you could easily make a burrito bowl. So there's... You could take the chicken and you could put Asian seasoning on it. You could put... Absolutely. I can make the low-calorie peanut sauce and put the... Rice with chicken, veggie hash, and low-calorie peanut sauce, and wham, there's an Asian dish. So The world is your oyster. Absolutely. It's just the components. You have to keep the components ready and available in your kitchen, and it makes things easy. And yes, there is a little bit of cooking involved. It's kind of reheating more than it is cooking. Reheating a meat does not bother me. I do like cold chicken. I am a fan of cold chicken. My husband is not, but I love cold chicken. 
if you've seen my post, you know I love cold chicken. So one thing I don't do when I meal plan, and I think this is what people think meal planning looks like, and I think that's why they think it's hard, is I don't open up a cookbook, which is funny because I write cookbooks. I don't open up a cookbook and think, okay, let's write down all the meals I'm going to make this week. Okay, now after I've written down all the meals I'm going to make, and it might be eight different meals, then I have to go through and look at all the ingredients for every single one of those. And then I have to create a that sounds awful. And that sounds very time consuming. I just I don't have time for that. So I actually when I teach my clients how to meal plan, we scrap the idea of working from a cookbook. And we take the idea of let's let's start with proteins. Let's prioritize proteins. What I do on my meal plan like a pro course or my meal plan like a pro template is we have proteins at the top. When I say prioritize proteins, I ask my clients, okay, choose two proteins that you would like to cook that are fresh. And We'll just take the examples I've already used. We'll take the chicken and ground beef as your two fresh proteins. Choose one frozen protein. A frozen go-to protein that we choose is frozen salmon. One canned protein. So canned tuna is always a good go-to. The reason I always have frozen and canned protein in my household is for those days that aren't the perfect days. We Say it's a Thursday or a Friday and we've run out of the food that we, the components in our refrigerator to make a meal. Well, we probably didn't run out of the frozen salmon or the canned tuna. So those options are kind of the go-to options. They're backups. Yeah. In a way. They are backups. Just give you flexibility to where, yeah, if you run out or you just think like, I don't want chicken again. We'll be right back. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. Right. And just FYI, for those people who need to know this, I I think it's a great little hack. And it's not a hack. It's basically cooking. You can take a frozen piece of salmon and put it in an air fryer. My, I do mine at 400 in the air fryer. Seven minutes on one side, flip it. Seven minutes the other side, it's done. It sometimes might. Yeah, from frozen. Yeah. It, you do not have to thaw it. That is an easy go-to for us when it's last minute. After I have my clients pick the proteins, so they pick two fresh, one frozen, one canned, then we go and fill out the category of veggies, veggies for volume. That's where you pick three, maybe four veggies that you want. And it might be the green beans, that's a go-to for us. Sometimes it's asparagus. Veggie hash is always a go-to for us. That does take a little more time on Sunday because you have to cut that all of that up. But if you don't want to take that time and you're just getting started then go to the grocery store and find the bags of already cubed squash. They have that. Or find the bags of already cut up broccoli or the bags of already cut up cauliflower. You can even go to the frozen section and choose the steamable bags of veggies. That's super easy. Throw those in your freezer as your veggies for volume. And then finally, we go to the 
carb section of the meal plan like a pro template, fill that out. The funny part is, is that the carbs are pretty much standard in our household. We already went through those, the bread, the tortillas, and rice. When we buy rice, we buy it by the 50 pound bag at Costco. And we, it's, it's stored in a, F, or what is it? A it's food, stored in a bucket, a, a, food, a food grade, grade bucket. By yeah. the way, if you don't know the story, you can scroll back through either my Instagram or my TikTok and see that I made the giant mistake of buying a non-food grade bucket to store the rice in. And well, the internet lets you know. Oh, the internet absolutely let me know that I messed up, messed up big time. So (laughs) it's okay. You know, I'm not perfect. Uh, I found out that it's probably a better idea to store your rice in a food grade bucket. And so, you know, I went out and I I made another video and I call it my rice redemption video. (laughs) And uh, we placed the rice in in a food grade bucket now. But it sits at the bottom of our pantry. And it takes us probably about six six months months to eight months to go through a 50 pound bag of rice. We eat rice a lot in our household. It's kind of a staple. Um, Our kids love it. We love it. Mm -hmm. It goes with so many foods. It's something that's always there if we have to. And it's a Friday and we have nothing left in our components. It can be salmon in the air fryer, rice because we always have it in a bucket i can make some more of that really quick you know throw a veggie with it done easy peasy so that brings us to another benefit is the fact that you can save money with meal planning you're not going out to eat as much you're not going out to eat as often because you've already created a plan for yourself it's not this last minute uh we have uh what are we gonna do and then you order pizza exactly well, that I actually had that thought earlier of <clears throat> me standing in front of a pantry going like, I don't know what the hell to make. And then just going, forget it. I'm just ordering a pizza. Right. Or we're that, just going to go get wings. Or we're going to order 50 tacos from Taco Bell. Uh, but not only that, we also, when we buy the proteins, we're buying proteins in bulk. We're buying the chicken from Costco. We're buying the beef from Costco. So we're buying it five pounds at a time. And it's cheaper when we buy when we buy in bulk, we're buying the rice in bulk so much cheaper, saves a lot of money that way. I can tell you that the way you meal plan will have to change based on your lifestyle. When both of us had jobs that were outside of our household, at this point, I work from home. Ty, you work from home. He uses our office in our house and my office is the kitchen. And so so we both work from home. Meal planning today because we work from home looks a little different than meal planning looked when we did not work from home. I can tell you when I had an office to go into, I would have to create a lunch that was, you know, I I typically would create four lunches at a time. And this is kind of where the birth of my low calorie lunch prep ebook came from. And if you've been following me for a while, you know that One of my very first cookbooks was the Low Calorie Lunch Prep Cookbook. The reason I would create four lunches instead of five is for a couple of different reasons. One, because they stayed fresh. A lunch would stay fresh for about four days. Usually on the fifth day, it wasn't as fresh. So four seemed to be a good number for the lunch to stay fresh. And then also, there was usually at least one day of the week that the office staff would order food in or we would go get food and I would allow that to happen once a week for myself. 
and still be able to maintain my deficit if that's what I was working on or my goal, whatever it was. Mm. When I was in an office, I would have to create like my lunch, my enchilada lunch prep for four days. And I would actually look at a cookbook, but I wouldn't look at more than just maybe one recipe. And I would do that for one lunch recipe. And then for dinners, it would be exactly what we just described. So it was kind of a hybrid where we would create all of the components, put the components in the refrigerator. When I was in an office, I would intentionally create a specific meal and place them in my little 34 ounce glass containers, take those one at a time to work. So it looks a little bit different on Sundays now because I'm not doing that part anymore. But that was a part of my routine for years. Yeah, I got better at it. I got really good at it. So at this point, now that we work from home, we only really just create large components of food. I think a big part of our success is that we are both a part of our meal plan. It's not just all on me. And so get your husband involved. If your kids are old enough, get them involved. Get them to wash the grapes or cut up the veggies if you have any to cut up. Uh, That's part of our success. I can tell you if you are just getting started, take inventory of what you do have, you know, start there, Uh, make a list. But when you make your grocery list, again, put the cookbooks aside and just start with proteins first. What proteins do I want? Veggies next. What veggies do I want? And carbs next. And then after you make a list of proteins, veggies and carbs, what can you turn that Check into? Check that out and then decide what you can turn that into. Because it's amazing, you know, when you list the foods you love, you can easily turn those into meals. And really, I think it's a lot of, I love sauce on my food. Ty knows this. And so whenever I make my meals, I pour a different sauce on it and bam, it's a whole new meal. I pour barbecue sauce on chicken. It's barbecue chicken. Pour Asian sauce on chicken. It's Asian chicken. (laughs) So I I do love my different sauces. Schedule a time to, you know, in your week. And it may not be Sundays for you. You know, your, your lifestyle, you might have Mondays off. You might be a nurse that has Tuesdays off. But schedule a time that works for you when you can do the work that you'll have to put in to cook, chop, and wash, and create the components. Bottom line is meal planning is a learned skill. Start small, start simple, build on the skill over time, and ultimately you're doing it so that you can reduce stress and indecision on what there is to eat. Because when you reduce your stress and when you reduce that indecision, especially the end of the day indecision, right, we, we can easily make healthier choices. And it makes healthy eating easy. And who doesn't want to make healthy eating easy? Everybody does. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> sure, why not? Thank you for joining us on this episode of Transform Yourself. If you found today's discussion valuable, please share it with somebody who might benefit And remember that you are capable of incredible change and it all begins with the right mindset and maybe a new learned skill like meal planning. Until next time, keep transforming, keep loving yourself and stay committed to your journey. Adios.